0: enjoy the show beaming at you from the depths of the internet this
1: is the temple of geek talk your
2: one stop for all things
0: geek all things geek
2: this is the temple of geek talk episode 20 enough already i am your host daniel and for today's topic i want to introduce the question are teasers and trailers getting out of control when does it become too much Joining me from the Temple of Geek are Stacy, Vincent, and introducing the twin turn, Allison and Jillian.
3: For the record, I'm not an insert. <laughs> How are y'all doing today? Good. Happy to be here. Hi, I'm Allison, not Jillian. Oh, this is gonna be so. This <laughs>
2: is gonna be terrible. So, movie trailers. Do you guys feel that these things just give away too much information when they when they're shown? Do you do you do, what? Tell me about this. What, how do you all feel about these things? Well,
0: um, I guess I'll start us off uh, since uh, I, I kind of was the one that came up with this, this uh, topic. Um, <clears throat> I think that in the beginning, back when trailers were, you know, uh, were kind of becoming an art form in the 80s, that uh, there were a few that were done really well. And, and if you go back and look at trailers, they actually kind of were brutal. In the '80s, even the Star Wars trailers were kind of brutal—the first ones that came out. But um, they were so bad. But uh, you know, I think a good trailer—you know—it doesn't give anything away from the plot. You really don't know what's going on, and it just—it just, uh, just kind of gets you excited. You kind of get to see the characters. You get to see danger. Maybe maybe they won't show you the villain. Uh, and a good teaser might not even show you any of the characters. All it does is, like Alien, or Aliens, I can't remember which one it was, but Aliens, it just showed an egg, and it just showed the egg cracking. Alien. Alien. And it just showed the egg cracking and a light coming out, but it didn't show you anything about the movie, and people were like, oh, my, what? I want to see that. I mean, that's intriguing. Um, but nowadays, with social media and with uh, just the hype of, especially with comic book movies, I think that... At least for me personally, that they've gone overboard every single day. You're getting set photos, you're getting uh, leaked script pages, you're getting, and then when you get finally get your first teaser, which is usually only 20 seconds shorter than your first trailer, you know you basically get the same footage twice, and it's and it's telling you almost the entire movie. It it, sometimes it even goes from the from scenes from the beginning of the movie to scenes to the uh, at the end of the movie. So. For me personally, I think that uh, that teasers and trailers have done to they've gone too far, and I actually avoid them now, altogether.
2: One trailer that I, I felt that kind of just basically gave away the entire ending of the movie was the trailer for *Ender's Game*.
3: Absolutely, I, uh, absolutely, yeah. I love that book, so I already knew what was going to happen. But I mean, that trailer—it spoiled everything. You had the whole yeah. battleship scene. If that's what you're going to call it at the end. I, I was very disappointed they did
2: that. Exactly. When I saw that trailer, I'm like, why? <laughs> but, you know, people who didn't read the book didn't know what that scene was. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, I, I agree with Stacy. I mean, it just, they, they reveal way too much.
3: I think at the same time, making a movie trailer, a really good movie trailer, is an art form in itself. You're basically making a mini film. Um, for example, the Man of Steel trailer, beautifully shot, beautifully made. It didn't, tell the full story. I mean, the movie itself didn't really have a full story, but still, it was... Allison, let's just
2: say
0: it was better than the movie.
3: It was! (laughs) No, exactly. It was. And that's how you know you have a really good trailer. Though, you know, you have the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer, which was great. Fantastic. And and just think about it totally threw you off. You went to go see the movie. It was great. Um, So I think it's more of a, what genre is the trailer part of? Like you have a rom-com. It's going to tell you the entire story. Um, If you have action, it's going to do the most intensive graphic scenes and probably the most explosive. Um, Sci-fi, it's going to be ones that tell you a little bit more about the plot, but at the same time are very cinematic. So again, it really depends on the situation.
2: Well, let me, let me ask you this. I mean, nowadays we're starting to get teasers for the teasers. Well, that's, yeah. that's
3: what I was thinking, was, like, when you have movies like the new Avengers Age of Ultron, where nearly every... I mean, even the new one that they're filming right, right now, I'm seeing things online every day, set photos, and I'm seeing, like, for Age of Ultron, I saw a teaser for this, and then another teaser, and I'd already seen it in the trailer... 10 now TV you're just thinking Ant-Man. Like, it's just... It's so... Like, I, I really love the movie, but I had seen a lot of it already without paying for it. And this is going to be sad, but I'm actually going to blame a little bit on Star Wars Episode Seven. Really? I like J. J. that. JJ Abrams handled the scandal with the leaked foot... The, the, like, the leaked picture of the Millennium Falcon so well that everybody's trying to emulate that. Yeah. Everybody's do, like. Supergirl came out in 1080p suddenly, like what, like a couple of months before the episode aired. That seems a little sketch to me because everybody knows if you have leaked footage, it's going to be terrible quality. Um, people just really want to get people hyped. But I think in that essence, everybody's just all the directors and the people who are involved in them are just so desperate to get people hyped for their film, to get them to see films instead of just, you know, torrenting them it loses some of the magic behind it. There's just so much content that's constantly being released. I think Ant-Man had at least three teaser trailers for the actual teaser trailer for the theatric trailer. They have
0: done a... I will admit, though, at least in my opinion, I think they've done a better job with Ant-Man. I would agree with Jillian on the Age of Ultron. I think Age of Ultron, to me, is... Star Wars may have done it right. Age of Ultron may have saturated it so much that now, for me personally... Every single time I see anything DC, any anything that's telling me, like I stopped watching. The The Suicide Squad is is uh, they're they're throwing everything out there right now. All these different photos. Here's Jared Leto from the side. Here's Jared Leto from the back. Here's his voice on terrible audio.
2: You know. Here's Batman because we can't have a DC movie without him, right? Because we
0: gotta have the Batmobile was spotted, and it's like all of this stuff kind of gets released. Uh, you know, and and to keep the buzz up. I mean, you can even keep. The trailer release and the teaser release, almost like clockwork, check your, check your watch to it. Six months from the movie release, you're going to get a trailer. Uh, possibly a year before, you're going to get a teaser. So you're going to get a teaser at 12 months, you're going to get a full trailer at about six months, and then you're going to get TV spots about every two or three weeks after that, all the way up until the movie.
3: I think what like it a... comes down to is quality over quantity.
0: Absolutely. Because I mean,
3: like, I, I mean, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, but like that Star Wars trailer that was released, they have like one VO and the rest of it is just clips where you don't really know what's happening. Like, fantastic. I mean, Brilliant. the last came out how many years ago? You have to show something, but also not show anything. But then, like you're saying with like Ant Man, like I don't, I don't, I haven't looked at anything from Suicide Squad because I'm so sick of how many. Yeah are being posted. It's just like I, I don't even want to see the movie at this point because of how much content is being put out there. And it could be a great movie but I just have so many doubts because they're pushing it so much in my face. I'd agree. Yeah, I like an element of surprise. Hunger Games doing a great job it. with that. They're, uh, yes. in, they're, okay, you've got to admit, those pictures that they released and their interactive website are brilliant. They're so much fun to play around with. The Bears, Hunger games, you know, random
2: pictures of yeah, Harley Hunger Prince. games. Hunger games. Okay. Uh, Hunger games? <laughs> I just feel like I needed to say that. Sorry.
3: <laughs> There's an echo, and it's more than just my twin.
0: <laughs> I uh, I admit I haven't seen those pictures, but one thing I do like about the Hunger Games and how they've kind of handled that is, you know, you do get. I I didn't read the last few books, and I know that's not very geekly of me. But I haven't read the books, and so every time I watch a movie, it, it, that that is new to me. And you usually just get a picture that's – it's not random. It's very symbolic, but it's not giving away any characters for the most part. It's usually just a flaming bird that is a symbol or something that has to do with the movie. Again, I'm speaking ignorantly. But, I mean, it has to do with characters in the movie or it's symbolic to the characters in the movie. And I like the, the all-white Uh, Pictures or the all you know the all of that is symbolic and I think that's that's actually doing a good job of marketing it, not giving away too much. So.
3: Yeah, their Twitter got hacked by the rebellion, and then the statues that they used, the white that you were just talking about, was actually shown in a picture with the head of um, President Snow, the one of the uh, antagonists, chopped off with like a red banner behind that says Rebellion on it. Yeah. Beautifully done, perfect execution. I love dystopia.
2: I love
3: <laughs> <laughs> chaos, I love it. Yes, yes. destruction of the world. Okay. Yes. you do evil better than I do, but I, I don't know. I love, I love these types of stories. You're I'm, I'm a sucker for it. I love injustice. injustice. I love <laughs> You're so terrifying. Sometimes I'm, I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> you should. Well, trailers, trailers may show too much, but do you think sometimes they may be misleading?
3: you know what, they got my money, if it's not misleading, like, I, I, I think that's a win for them. I think it depends, because, I mean, in misleading, you know, there's certain trailers that, like, you were talking about the alien one, where, you know, you see the egg, like, cracking, like, that yeah. one... You know, you might see the movie and be like, oh, my God, like, I didn't realize all these other parts connected to that, you know. But I think for the most part, they tell you what you're going to see. Like, this is what you're paying for right now. You know, I mean, like, I hate to use this example, but Pixar movies, like, they're having Inside Out come out. Their trailer basically tells you, this is what the movie's going to be about. Come and see it. But, you know, it's going to be an emotional rollercoaster. Yeah. Because it's about emotions.
0: Well, I I think um, – Daniel asked a good question because um, I I think that can work both ways. You can get it to where it actually – a trailer misleads you in a positive way. And I think there's also – like with what I've read about Jurassic World, that that trailer actually is misleading at how good that movie is because that movie has been received very well. But they make it seem – yeah, it's actually been received very well. And it's been uh reviewed very well. But people are looking at it and they there you know, there was a a bit of uh I guess bashing on the female lead character in that she's this stereotypical overbearing female boss and she comes across as not being being an archetype that's kind of outdated. But if you actually saw the movie and you're you're looking at that scene in a vacuum If you got to see the whole movie, it's taken out of context in the trailer. So the trailer makes it look misleading and makes you look at the movie as if it's going to be something different. Whereas Mm -hmm. once you see it, it actually shows you the entire character arc of that character. And from what I've heard, she's actually the hero of the movie.
3: Oh, interesting, because when I see the trailer, I see, oh, my God, another movie where they're putting people in front of very dangerous animals, <laughs> should have gone extinct, and they're paying money for it. Of course, there's no way off the island. Let's make another movie about it. Yeah. Like, oh, my, I, my thought was, oh, they finally opened the park! <laughs> 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 exactly. Two times, and they finally opened it. Third time, the charge,
2: not.
3: Third like, <clears throat> happen in real life. I don't think I would ever pay to see dinosaurs in an amusement park. Like, I always said to Allison, if superheroes ever showed up in my city, I'd... Leave like all that chaos in their wake, like all that destruction. Like I'm I'm, dinosaurs. Like really? my philosophy is: I'll learn parkour and then I'll be okay.
0: (laughs) Parkour. Parkour.
2: Can you learn that on YouTube? Yeah, you can learn anything. You can learn anything Anything
1: on on YouTube. Parkour.
2: Hey, Vince, you have an interesting take though on like a particular trailer that kind of misled. I do.
1: Okay, imagine this: you you grow up watching a certain cartoon and having, like, a favorite part of this cartoon. And when you're an adult... You're talking
0: about Jim and the holograms, aren't you? Oh, God.
1: Yes, he is. I'm,
0: I'm Oh my. So Okay, angry. keep going. I'm sorry, Vincent. Keep going.
1: No. Okay. Um, <laughs> like, they market this movie to be centered, what what you think to be centered around, like, a big part of your childhood. And then when you go see this movie... Uh, this part of your childhood shows up at the last ten minutes of the movie, and they're only in there for like five minutes as background characters. Wouldn't that make you angry?
0: It, it would. I would be very disappointed. Yes.
1: Which is why Transformers: Age of Extinction is a crap movie.
0: <laughs> I would agree that the Dinobots were thrown in as a as a gimmick for sure. No explanation at all. Just no,
1: none. It, it was three hours of waiting. For ten minutes of crap,
2: but the trailer shows these Dinobots as you know,
1: like the focal point. Like even, even yeah,
2: like the, they're going to be the main character and it got people into the theater, and th- that's not what happened. Right, that's but the whole. That's what to be expected why. from a Bayformers film.
0: Yeah, you know the, the the saddest part about all that is that the Transformers cartoon, which was almost exclusively created to sell a line of toys, had more social commentary. It has more social commentary than all of the Transformers movies combined, times five, times a hundred. There's actually social commentary in the cartoons. And, and there's even a more compelling story. If they would have just told the origin of the Dinobots, that is a more compelling story than anything that happened in Age of Extinction. Extinction exactly. Whatever. Age of Crap. <laughs> are, are, are you
2: going to go with the cartoon origin? Because Will Jack got bored one day and just built them.
0: Yeah, but the thing was is that they had their, a mind of their own, and they actually, they had a character, they had an arc. So at least Wheeljack would have been awesome to be in there anyway. But if they if they would have just showed the arc where they actually decided, you know what, we don't know who we want to serve. We'll serve ourselves. And they there was about 30 seconds in the movie where they were like, we have to tame these Dinobots, and then we yeah. have to ride Grimlock <laughs> into the city.
1: Dino riders. Yeah. Dumbest what dumbest <laughs> craps ever. That was the worst. Yes when I saw that movie.
0: The second worst tragedy of that, of all that, where they just ruin your childhood is making Soundwave a, a satellite.
2: <laughs>
0: One of the coolest characters in the history of, of toys is a satellite. That's just, Let,
1: it's let's, just, let's just, uh, eliminate age of, uh, what? I don't even care. For age age of, of
0: revenge of the fallen, age.
1: Extinction. <laughs> like when they started saying like Cybertronium, I was done. I was ready
0: to walk out of that theater. Cybertroni anomaly no. They're just making this up.
2: <laughs> I think that's gonna wrap up this episode of the Temple of Geek Podcast. I wanna thank Vincent, Stacy, Jillian, and Allison for joining me on this week's discussion. Stay tuned to the temple of for our next all new episode. And as always, thanks for listening.
1: Please follow us on Twitter at temple of geek. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash temple of geek. And remember to visit the temple your one stop
0: for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.